0: We want you to become an honorary Gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys, and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at Patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Technology. Well, yeah. sp- Speaking so, of speaking of the technology, um, one of my questions kind of had to do with yeah. that because you had you had Nimrod. Well, I'll go back and forth.
1: Who made himself a mighty man?
0: First of all, you had Herman, where the sons of God came right. down to men. Yeah. And then later on, you had Babel, where you had Nimrod trying to ascend to God, mm-hmm. and ever since, we yeah. see these repli- replicas, mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. ziggurats, pyramids, Come. temples, Come. trying to create this thousands
1: you know, of sacrifices, Edifice, that's
0: kind of a bridge between God and man,
1: yeah,
0: and uh, there, you know, there's, a, there's, you know, it's speculated that they were
1: portal-like, right, Stargate-esque, yeah. <laughs> Kind of like, a Stargate, or piercing the Permen Babel. The yeah, possibly you know, technologically driven.
0: Yeah, and even <laughs> you know, even some mounds, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, are, are rumored to be that or way. Or techno magic. I think. Maybe. I think my question is, when the new Nimrod comes around, yeah. can we expect a maybe not a similar shaped structure, but is he going to try to create some sort of bridge, some sort of,
2: yeah. some sort of portal sure. technology? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So, uh, I'll just finish off uh, the question that was asked previously to me. Jerusalem's the key to the start of the fig tree generation because mm-hmm. the fig tree was just destroyed in Jerusalem by Jesus, and when you see the fig tree in bloom again, you know the season is nigh, and, it's, and that generation won't pass. So, and Jerusalem is essential in the possession of Judah in the end time so yeah, i think okay. that if we are in the fig tree generation that would be starting the counting and whether or not that's 40 years we're past that um, 70 years yeah. is a possibility or 120 years from genesis 6 3. Oh, so when right. we talk yeah. about babel mm-hmm. um we know it as The Hebrew understanding of the word Babel as meaning confusion of the tongues, right? Where the languages were Mm -hmm. uh, made after the flood. Mm -hmm. Nimrod stayed in Shinar, which is Sumer, where Babel was. And he continues in the practices of the mysticism and... The religion the mystery religion of Babel and he creates the Magi and the development of that Eastern religion from there and coming out of the descendants of Nimrod staying in Shenar are the uh, Babylonians and the Assyrians and just as Asher comes from them and the Akkadians uh, beforehand mm. right as you look at uh, the history and the kings that come in a cad and sargon is the king of a cad sort yep. of bringing that sort of empire mm-hmm. um, into place and The Akkadians have a version of the Babel of t- uh, tower of Babel as well And in that version Babel doesn't mean confusion of languages really? It means huh. L as in gods Yeah, and bab as in gateway like the a gateway portal of the gods. gods. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And so, all comes people, together, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. So, if, if you link in what I was saying earlier from what the polytheists believe, is that Nimrod was given this great knowledge by Hermes, who found that knowledge before the flood, and he used that knowledge to build the city and the tower, mm-hmm. that he may have been trying to build a portal into uh, because he was worshiping the pantheon of gods. The, yeah. and the Nephilim, and tried to be Nephilim-like as, as a mighty one or a gibberim. Right. And mm-hmm. he is worshipping them and building this possible gateway, and that may be what he was trying to do, was free them in another dimension, the gods who went to the abyss, the ones that he right. was emulating and, and, and thought so highly of. So there's that connection there. And if you look at Gilgal Raphaim, which is the wheel of the gods mm-hmm. or the wheel of the giants
0: that's on herman right
2: yes on mount herman at, okay. at the foot and it was also one of the most significant worship sites of the early post deluvian world and even went before the flood it's it's that old and yeah. it's in that sort of circular sort of nature and that you know wheel is in gilgal there's two words in Hebrew for Gagal. One is Ophan, as we talked about earlier, and Gigal, this is the other one. Gagal is used in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, but only in relations to a specific wheel and not the angels within the wheel, which are the ophanim in the Bible. Right? Yeah. Okay. So this is the wheel of the gods. And it was uh would have been in the uh possession of the raphaim after the flood and the Ugaritic raphaim or the Rapiu. Who were travelers between the underworld and Earth? Not only the gods, but the Rapiu kings, the demigods after the flood. And Gilga Raphaim has over a hundred dolmens in it, and a dolmen is, if you if you Google D O L M E N. Um, you're going to see is like a mini Stonehenge type of thing. It has one big, large rock like this, and usually two rocks that stand it up. Okay, and they're also known as fairy dolmens as well. And dolmen okay. means portal. So they had like all of these different portals that were in Gilgal, Raphaim one of the most holy sites of the Raphaim in the Mount Hermon area after the flood and a site that was there before the flood because, of course, wow. that's where the fallen angels had sworn their oath atop of Mount Hermon. And so we have to be aware, I think, that there are other dimensions and there are portals in there and that uh, CERN is, is part of that search into dimensions with AI and mm-hmm. quantum computing and maybe for one of the agendas trying to let those beings out of the abyss before the time and also looking for other things as well. But I won't go down that Mm -hmm. rabbit hole right now. We're just talking about portals and things like that. So bringing this back a little bit more biblically in the Gog war of Ezekiel 38 and 39. um, This is the same war. If you bear with me as Joel one and two, as opposed to Joel 3, which is the Armageddon War. And if you bear with me a little bit, these are the same creatures described in Joel 1 and 2 when the day of the Lord is coming, but it doesn't come, and it says that in Joel 3, and they have mighty ones in both of those two wars. And these are the same creatures described in Revelation 9 after the abyss has been opened and the 200 million man war comes about. This is the counterfeit Armageddon that Antichrist hmm. will use to reintroduce an age of peace and safety and I see. to yeah. present his credentials as as the Messiah, right? Because Jesus see. comes back for Armageddon and it's going to be such a horrific war. Everybody's yeah. going to think it, it's, the, it's the Armageddon. So within that, understand that in Ezekiel 39, you have these mighty ones again used mm-hmm. a couple of times and that's Gibberim. and that doesn't say nephilim it doesn't say Raphraim, but it says mighty ones which is used a lot in reference and it's also the sacrifice of bashan the bulls of bashan are in there hmm. that come into relationship and then you have the travelers
0: the travelers
2: Travel, the travelers and that's like from the ghostbusters word. yeah <laughs> it goes to the hebrew word a bar and it has a few different meanings, but they would, bar means to cross over. Really? And oh, that's in applications as in Job, it crosses over and has to do with the dead, from going from one side to the other side.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, some okay. English
2: translations might say passengers, but travelers and passengers are the two words. It's still the same Hebrew word, just as the "rapiu," the raphaim, we're going back yeah. and forth. And in the Ugaritic mm. text, you get that all sort of sort of written out. And I know I know, he- Dr. Heiser talks about this as well, and I'm absolutely on, on the same frame that those are uh, likely, it, to me, that is modern-day Raphaim. And if you look at Gog and Magog, right? Yeah. And this is after the Revelation 9. So whether or not it's the demon spirits that are coming out or the fallen angels and... Things like these scorpion beings, which is another interesting topic, but mm-hmm. sort of separate mm-hmm. from the two other groups I was just talking about. Um, you have fallen angels and giants from who you formerly used to possess these demons. So they're going to need bodies, right? Oikotarians, probably clones or something like that to interact oh, yeah. in the physical yeah. world with. And I think the technology that we're developing is also making these sort of biological. Chimera-type military weapons that are being described in Revelation 9. And mm-hmm. so where I'm going mm. with all of this is is that Gog isn't in the Table of Nations. Magog is, but not Gog. Really? Yeah. Huh. Gog, as you take that back to Hebrew and Greek, is described as... Um, an, an end time antichrist figure right
1: hmm. so
2: he's going to be one of these antichrists that we're talking right. about earlier now gog and magog were the sons of a god named iapetus just as albion was and interesting in in and after in, in polytheism they have these giants escaping from tartarus into scythia after the flood Again, I don't think that's what happened, but you have Raphaim showing up after the flood that are also associated with Scythia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, and, and wherever they're created, they may have been created in the Middle East, but they they also have a congregation in Scythia as the Scythians, as the Arians, as the Tuatha de Danan. Mm. as post-Diluvian yeah. giants as red hair and blonde-haired and mm-hmm. pale skin and red uh, hazel eyes and blue eyes and on, on on with those types of descriptions that that they were described on and so it was typical for giants to take antediluvian names like Gilgamesh probably had a counterpart and many of the giants would have in that heritage legacy patronymically however you want to get there would take similar names, just as Saul is one of the Horem of the names coming out of Genesis 36 that King Saul takes. This is not an unknown common. So I think the original names of the sons of Japheth that went into Scythia, into the northwest Turkey area, they did weren't named that. I think they had their names changed to Gog and Magog. Well, not to Magog, mm, not yeah. to Gog, because Gog's not in there, but Magog and And to represent those giants that they were now living amongst with those giants in the Scythia region. And so we need to factor in that not only do we get descendants of the descendants of Japheth and other descendants that are going to be part of this great alliance that are described in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but we also get this link to these giants that come out of polytheism. And yeah. so uh, this is uh, Magog, the chief prince of Mesesh and and uh, you know, Gog of Magog. So this is this is an interesting thing that I don't think that we should overlook that I think somehow some way those giants are going to be be part of that counterfeit armageddon and that relates back in case i lost people here we're talking about the uh, the travelers and the passengers that go back between the portals that are doing so in this aftermath and this destruction of of the Gog war
1: and and what's interesting
2: there is right after that you get the gathering of second exodus which is an
0: end time event second exodus from
2: yeah of of uh visible judah around the world to meet up with uh the people of judah who fled at the time of the abomination at the midpoint
0: oh okay
2: yeah right and uh the same with in the same description that happens in revelation 12 where god's going to protect them for three and a half years and then satan and antichrist turn to everybody who who upholds the uh the, the name of jesus and the testimony of jesus and god ezekiel 37 um, talks about the dry bones oh yeah that's mm-hmm. part of the resurrection process and the resurrection mm. of israel to come yeah. under judgment and you have second exodus then being described after that um, in in the book of micah uh, in chapter 2 and chapter 5 you have the one who's going to break The prisoners out Uh, they're going to be led in Exodus by their Lord and their King by seven shepherds and this is in Mm. the year of the Lord's favor that is talked about by Jesus in Luke and also in Isaiah 60 61 where he breaks out all of his prisoners when Jesus comes he's coming for rapture he's coming for second Exodus and he's coming for Armageddon in the days of of of, uh, the Son of Man, as Luke talks about, and the days of the visitations, as it's talked about in the Old Testament. And so I know 2nd Exodus is a whole nother sort of theological- uh, Interesting. Prophetic aspect of it, but lost Israel. Never even heard that. I have a degree
0: in theology, and- There are so many
2: passages on 2nd Exodus, it's crazy. It's also part of the Holy Covenant, right? In Deuteronomy. He says, you know, because it's going to be we're going to have prophecy and everything filled out through free choice, either through blessings or the curses. They violated the covenant. So everything has to happen through the curses and part of the curses of the covenants will be the dispersion into the peoples. And then in the end time, he'll bring both Israel and Judah back together
3: yeah okay Mm. and
2: this makes sense because they have to accept jesus as their messiah to be part of the bride Mm. right Right. so after Mm. they see the son of the man then they're going to mourn for the the one uh that they pierced, like their only son and so judah and awaken israel will recognize jesus as their messiah and he takes them back in exodus in preparation for the Supper of the Bride just before Armageddon. So that's in the year of the Lord's favor before the year of the Lord's wrath.
1: You know, it's uh, it's interesting. You were talking about uh, the dolmen earlier, and uh, and you were describing the dolmen as, um, you know, one ver- uh, horizontal bar, you know, undergirded by two vertical bars. And I thought about it, and I drew it, and uh, you know we we're talking about CERN and the the combination of technology and magic. And when you look at the doman, it looks like the symbol for pi. Yeah, it's the yeah. letter. It's the it's tau, right?
0: No, no, not yeah. tau. Is it tau?
1: It's something in uh, Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's just yeah. it's amazing
2: the multi-dimensional yeah.
1: connections yeah. that go on between that kind of stuff.
2: Well, and 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 you get those three portal images in typical architecture of the masons uh, the tripic tech, i think oh, it's called right. triptych yeah. i think it is is more accurately yeah uh-huh. butchered mm-hmm. it the first time but triptych as i recall <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the triptychs, and belief, uh, yeah they're beautiful and in yeah. their belief that represents portals right and yeah. so people believe that stonehenge was a portal area as well so mm-hmm. portals are a big part of the occult um and yeah. i think if we look at where the abyss is it's in another dimension in the earth and anytime mm-hmm. you have another dimension that's going to re- require some sort of portal there it's in different location than where heaven is yeah. um, and and who knows maybe there's portals to get into heaven i mean i don't know i don't get any scripture on that or any research to show that there is but yeah um Definitely, there's a possibility that there are portals that are going to be involved, and certainly, yeah. even in the alien mythos, yeah. they come mm-hmm. through and they're, you know, flying saucers through portals in a lot of cases. Right. Well, and, now and in from another dimension. Right. They
1: all talk about how you know they're no longer extraterrestrials. Now people are are edging towards what is probably closer a closer approximation of reality, which is that they are interdimensional. Yeah, interdimensional. I difference. even in my Heavenly Realms series, I even had. Uh, I addressed that whole portal thing with there being like this other, this nether region called the Oblivion that you had to like use certain things to navigate your way through so you could go from the, the heavenly realm down to the earthly realm mm-hmm. of creation. And if you didn't do it right, you get lost in the nether, <laughs> you know, and, like whatever, you know. But, like, but if you yeah. do it right, it's a shortcut. Right. Yeah. And there are, you know, and you could open up a portal into the, yep. you know, go through and, you know, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. But- my
0: son plays, uh, my son plays the minecraft now
1: yeah or diablo, diablo and
0: uh in the game it and it kind of creeped me out because in the game <laughs> really you can like you can create you can build a block out of obsid- you can build this arch out of obsidian and oh, if you set it on fire started. it turns into a portal and you can go into it and it takes you <laughs> into another it's called the nether
1: the nether really
0: yeah and, yep. you can, and it's yep. and it's like a, it's like the upside down of yeah. the world uh-huh. that you're in well, and right. you can navigate yeah. your Start way things. to the yeah. place you want to go and avoid yeah. all the bad guys in the other dimension. Yeah,
1: yeah the shortcut, the hyperspace yeah. shortcut. But it's all Warp
0: dark speed. and yeah. like you know, Babylon hell, like, Five. Like actually,
1: in, interestingly so enough, kids game. Babylon, the TV show Babylon Five, which was a really yep. well done show, uh, had a similar thing like that where you had you had like I don't remember what they called it, but it's basically hyperspace. But it was always really spooky. It looked like it looked yep. like hell. It was just ew, all yeah, red ew. and you know. Anyways, yeah yeah that's um, a bit of a rabbit trail <laughs> yeah sorry but it's, about yeah, that that's fine you know so well, that
2: that leads me and, to and, something and, about, and, or go ahead uh, well, yeah I'll go j- ahead i was just gonna say you know it's unfortunate that the translators um took you know three different concepts for the most part and created the word hell mm, right because mm-hmm. uh, right. that makes makes no sense uh, because they're different places right you have mm, yeah the Underworld or uh, Hades, Hades. right? Uh, And then you have the Abyss that's located within Mm -hmm. the Underworld. Uh, And then you have the Lake of Fire, which is a whole separate uh, location and place, maybe in the Underworld, but it's a separate. uh, And they've made it into one meaning. So people aren't thinking that uh, Sheol, as the Underworld would be called in, in Hebrew, they don't think anything about the underworld is biblical. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Have you ever seen uh any of Gary Lar- uh, Gary Larson's uh Clarence Larkin's um <laughs> illustrations of uh his like his maps of the underworld. He's the guy he wrote the dispensational truth, but he also wrote uh a book called The Spirit World released like 100 years ago and he sort of actually illustrated all of that. So, a very old book, but uh but he yeah, got No, I've not up. read
2: it, but yeah, it'd be interesting to to have a look at that. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Clarence Larkin, uh, our dad, gave me that mm-hmm. book yeah, when yeah. I started yeah. writing the angel books. And yeah, yeah.
2: Awesome. But the reason the reason why it's been conflated is so that they can allegorize it away. Oh, so right. People, yeah. Take it right, right, and you and you see that that hell's a concept. It's not You're a right. place because mm-hmm. just like Christ is a concept and Satan is
1: a concept and. Yeah. You know
2: so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when, you, when you when you take the lake of fire back to to greek it doesn't say um, hell it doesn't say hades it does, it's it's the lake of fire it's words for that right and um it's, it's also interesting that you know the word hell you know is is you know really goes back to hail you know as the god of the pit the one that he's going down to that isaiah talks about oh, right yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's a and you actually you, you actually get the, the spelling of uh, H-E-L or H-E-Y-L as, as you take that back in etymology as being a place mm-hmm. in the underword. And, of course, the E-L is the angelic part of, of the name, and he's the god of hell, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Wow.
0: Yeah. Never thought of that. Uh-huh. So, like, um, you know, we, we have this understanding of Hades, kind of a, Resting place, or a holding tank, if you will, or resting place of the of of the dead. You have Hades, and you have uh, Gehenna, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, is it Sheol and Gehenna? I think Sheol and Gehenna makes up Hades. But is there any now after Christ's resurrection? Is there any use
2: for Sheol, a place for the righteous dead? Well, um, I wouldn't say the righteous dead are in that location. Yes. So I would say that the underworld is a place for the fallen angels um, that yeah. they were you know, going back and forth on. It's the location for the prison of the abyss um, and that the dead of the Nephilim and the spirits can go back between those portals as well. Um, so I think it's all about um the location for the dead in the physical world of the the nephilim the raphaim and probably a lot of a a lot of their descendants that kept up with that kind of belief um and reincarnation is all about you know sort of navigating your way through that this is all demonic spirit beliefs this has got nothing to do with humans humans sleep you get you get uh uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the Abraham's bosom uh, as a parable that Jesus talks about. And he talked about in languages and stories in a parable that mm-hmm. the people of that time understood. So you get the message, but it wasn't the message of the story, it wasn't didn't have to be real. The message was is even if somebody came back from the dead, you wouldn't change anyway. So you could send as many people back, you still wouldn't believe, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The Bible says over and over and over and over, and over you sleep. And so just as in Ezekiel 37, Israel will come back to life in their bodies mm-hmm. to, to come under the judgment. You also have the, the rising of the dead in the series of the resurrections, Christ, the first fruits. And then when he comes, those who died in Jesus. So you got a diff- you got different sets there. You have Christ, the first fruits are those who are martyred in the 2000 years uh, since Jesus has been here. And they're seen in Revelation six and they're told to wait for those who have to be martyred like they were for the testimony of Jesus that come out of the great tribulation. That's the first three and a half years. And then when he Mm -hmm. comes, uh, those first fruits were all going to be resurrected first. And that also includes the two witnesses, which are the first three and a half years. It also includes the 144,000 that are shown in Revelation 14. Um, and they're also actually called first fruits. We're not told that they're killed, but they're seen in heaven, and one presumes that they were martyred as first fruits, as all the other fruits are, and then those who died believing in Jesus are resurrected at the same time uh, as those who are still alive, that are the select few that are going to be raptured, and then you have another Resurrection that's talked about in Revelation 15 of those who refused the mark and refused to worship Satan and Antichrist in the last three and a half years that are resurrected as part of the summary of the last three and a half years. And that resurrection is for sure happened when you have them seen as reigning in Revelation 20 with Jesus. So you've got that series of, and that's why even through. The rapture verses, it's all about the dead who sleep that are resurrected, right? And over and over and over and over throughout the Bible, it says you sleep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that whole uh, place, that, that whole idea that uh, the bosom, azerham bosom is where, you know, like purgatory or places where people to go, that that's polytheism. And yeah. at the time of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were arguing over whether there would be a resurrection there wouldn't be what happened when you they didn't really know they didn't really get that in their scripture as to what happened except that they were told whether it's in proverbs or wherever else in the old testament you sleep so that when you get into daniel 12 it says those who sleep you know in the dust will be will will be resurrected at that time again right some to um uh, eternity and some for judgment that's referencing Again, the midpoint of the last seven years, and when Ezekiel 37 happens at the time of the second exodus. Second exodus. Mm-hmm. That is such an interesting topic. It's going to be my it third it. book. I'm, that comes out. Yeah. Uh, Spoken yeah, like I mean, a true writer. After, after the <laughs> yeah. sequel of... of, of uh-huh. yeah, so. I got it half written.
1: Um, so. the, the third book is half written?
2: Yeah. I'm finishing off the second book. I
1: uh-huh. set it awesome. aside for a bit. I'm
0: going to run to the. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. real quick. It's my turn.
1: <laughs> to use
2: and I'll be right
0: back and uh, yeah. go on to your next question.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I did want to. Um, I know we're, we're creeping up on uh, two hours here. So, I wanted to make sure that we talked about this before you had to go, but we'll take it for as long as we can get you, Gary. Uh, I wanted to ask you how your second book was coming along and uh, any sort of news as far as. Uh, release date
2: or yeah. um,
1: and anything you well, want to
2: hint at for people? I targeted to have it finished written by the end of the year. I'm still trying to get that done. Right, and cool. I obviously, uh, you know, I have a publisher. Um, and I'll also be soon, I think, weighing out maybe other options. But I'm also quite loyal, so I'll probably stick with my existing publisher because I do want that distribution. Oh, yeah. And so I'm hoping sometime next year depending on how long if i can get it done by the end of the year and if um the process goes through quickly as to slowly sometimes it can take six months to a year to get it out uh the publisher i worked with for the first book he he tends to get books out in like two months so really um yeah he has a pretty good turnaround time but i'm so i'm hoping for early next year and uh yeah i'm uh Really loving it. It's just, you know, it's it's a lot of research and a lot of detail if you thought there was a lot of endnotes in in the uh, first book (laughs) there's gonna be way more in this one and it's 95% biblical so and I'm going to bring in just a little bit of stuff to sort of corroborate and give a little bit more context But there's just so much that's written in the Bible about giants that people don't know I mean, there's just tons of stuff and so much about the angels and the hierarchy of the angels and Mm -hmm. You know the dual prophecies that people have never looked at like isaiah 13 and 14 and uh, Something ezekiel 28 really, and
1: oh yeah i really could have used this book uh, 20 years ago it sounds like when i started writing the heavenly realm series because you know no one ever did any research about that kind of stuff like i mean yeah. the topics that you talk about are stuff that like hardly anybody I, it truly was it was like clarence larkin and and that was about it everybody huh. you know
2: so, yeah, and, and that sort of goes to kind of where we started early on in the yeah. show is that um, the churches aren't teaching these they things. Don't. Yeah. When I went to write uh, the third book,
1: *Sturm und Drang*, which was about the flood and about the Nephilim and the Gregorian, um, it, it was the third book in the series. I was still in high school. I was compiling notes, much like you. How like you've already, you know, you've written your first one, and now you're almost done with your second one. You're halfway done with your third one. I was shotgunning ideas, and I remember uh, I had that Clarence Larkin book. I had learned about the Nephilim and I had mentioned it to my principals uh, in my high school, the principal's wife who taught Bible class. I went to a little Christian (laughs) private school and uh, and she immediately (laughs) uh, in a very aggressive way hit me with the Sethite theory and how wrong I was to go with the Giants theory. And so I I have firsthand experience of exactly what you're talking about with this like very strident sort of draconian you know terrestrial mundane approach that has no bearing in uh you know in the biblical narrative and you know no real yeah.
2: evidence to it, but yet it's there well, and, and it's
1: institutionalized
2: well and and if you're whether or not you're doing dialogue on social media or on emails or conversation when you start presenting the information back to them you can just see the cognizant dissonance that is exploding <laughs> yeah. in their head. Yeah. And and typically they're not quite ready for it, but you've rocked mm-hmm. the world uh, in a mm-hmm. good yeah. way uh, yeah. and they probably aren't ready to, to get at it, but that they won't they're forget. They won't yeah. forget that and they're likely to start doing a little bit more research on it, whether or not they ever tell anybody about it or not. I mean, hopefully they would and then they would start passing that information on. But That's again, what we hope for it. Not okay. only. Yeah. We, yeah.
1: we have that um, it, Any, I have, I have one last question if we have it, but I know that like <laughs> Nick, dude, it's so funny. Look, Gary, here's my notepad. Here are like my notes, my questions. And I think I maybe yeah. have like a third of them answered <laughs> here. Nick's is uh, even worse. So I'll let. Uh, well, I'll let I only Nick... had. um
0: i i only had uh i guess eight yeah <laughs> i had one two about 15 questions yeah. No, i had one more question about kind of related to nimrod and then yeah. a final kind of a final follow-up question to kind of everything but as okay. far as uh, nimrod goes we were there had been rumors circulating and this might be one of your I think this was your question actually.
1: Originally, yeah.
0: Yeah, during the uh the war in Iraq it was rumored courtesy of Robski Yeah. Key, yeah he yeah. he mentioned that they may have um uncovered or excavated the remains of Nimrod. Yeah. And yeah. uh my kind of question to tag along with that is was there something genetically unique about Nimrod that we could expect to see
2: replicated in the Antichrist? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. And it's not just a rumor that actually came out embedded in a release from the, uh, state department. Um, so you, you, probably Google it and get it. I know, I remember, I remember reading it and it's just in the very small part right at the end. And I'm not even sure why they released it. Maybe just to get it out and, and, uh, didn't think anybody would, would notice, but, uh, yeah. And so, there's a, also a thought that they're not really referencing Nimrod, that they might be referencing Gilgamesh, which yes. would be... Because um, some people sort of conflate them together. I think they're they different.
1: Too. I've noticed that, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, um. I think if if Nimrod has a Sumerian um, counterpart, it's Enmerkar, Akar, who was third generation as Nimrod was, and he built a Tower of Babel like Nimrod, and I cover that off in in my book um and uh Gilgamesh was sixth generation um mm. as opposed to third so I, but a lot of people but so maybe that conflation in, is that they actually found Gilgamesh but they're calling him Nimrod because they consider him the same thing or yeah. it is actually Nimrod's and um, but what's interesting about Nimrod then just sort of to go with this is is that um, Nimrod we know his father was uh, was was Cush. Uh, we get that, uh, and people say, "Well, we don't know." It says begat. Well, the begat's used for almost every time right. <laughs> they have a son yeah. in the genealogy. So, <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. there's enough precedence there that, yeah, and, and his name <laughs> oh, is my. in, yeah, there's, there's and, <laughs> and his name is in the Table of Nations, but he yeah. doesn't have any descendants, which oh, is really odd. Yeah. Yeah, that is so, really weird.
0: That's true. Yeah. Wonder so we know he's the light
2: makes you sterile. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's the offspring, and he's in there, uh, but not none of his descendants. And I think that might have something to do with his rebellion. At you know, and and his connection yeah. to the Raphaim. Um, not that I think that the uh, Septuagint is super accurate, but in Genesis ten. The Septuagint says he actually made his reputation against the giants to become a mighty hunter and warrior before God. Yes. Just, and I'm not sure how they get that from the Hebrew, but that's what the Septuagint hmm. says.
1: Real quick aside, um, Gary, do you like the King James
2: Version as far as the translation goes? You know, I think they're all pretty good translations. Uh, okay. I think the King James Version um i use it a lot i prefer reading in a modern translation but i use the king james version because i can connect into the greek and the hebrew uh, and it has more interesting words in there i think there's a lot of markers that are in the king james version bible like unicorn um, like uh, you know as one example or easter um, or 1
1: yeah. Timothy 4 1, where it talks about not abstaining from or abstaining from meats being one of the doctrines of devils, and the meat thing is not in any of the other stuff. So, you, yeah. It's yeah. Not, you know, Interesting. It, not that it matters, but you know,
2: yeah. So, I, I think they've put in the, some of the translators put in some of their markers, like Lucifer. Oh, right. You know, yeah. Be, you yeah. know, God of the Masons. And you have to understand that the elite did the translations, and they were all part of. Royal Masonic societies Mm -hmm. and Bacon was the last editor. So I'm not surprised that they would do some things like that. There's a lot of questionable parts to the trans some of the words that they chose, but I think overall it's a good translation and it doesn't really do much other than to put some markers in there. But that unicorn one is, you know, King James was the unicorn dynasty.
0: Oh really? really? Never heard that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me not. Yeah, and a unicorn is like a horse that would lead the chariot of the gods, of Zeus. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I never and heard this is part of the allegory that would be a cherubim. And so when you yeah. look at the coats of arms, you get dragons and you get serpents, you get eagles and you get unicorns, and you're getting all of these beings as part of their genealogies in the coats of arms. They're going back to who they say sponsored their divine right to rule right as King James did. Yeah the symbology of, yeah. of their lineage there. and James was yeah. uh,
0: James James was Scottish oh yeah he was yes. James the fourth or sixth of Scotland he became James the first when he took the throne after right.
2: Elizabeth. Exactly uh, and, and as a Stuart dynasty out of uh, of the unicorn um, dynasty. so they were thought to be the most ennobled of the bloodlines to that point in time, even more mm. noble than the Merovingians. That's how many more scioning of pure bloodlines that went into uh, the unicorn dynasty. And that unicorn um, is, you know, a single horn, right? Yeah. And it is the horn of Daniel 8. He oh, is that horn nice. that sprouts up right and man. king james looked at him as, as himself as either the one who is going to be the messiah of the world or one of his descendants would be but there are many wow. bloodlines right and yeah. he was into the occult i mean he was he was uh sure. royal mason he would he was initiated from childhood so you yeah. know when you see pictures of him being um dubbed in into masonry that's just symbolic that's, I mean, he was, yeah. he was adept before he was an adult and <laughs> so far above. And he wrote books on demonology and stuff. Wow. Did he really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Two books on it. So um, anyway, wow. we sort of.
0: King James of England.
2: This, King, the one that yes. gives us our uh, King James version. The, yeah. James yeah. The first.
0: Wow. And, yeah. I no and, of, course
2: Bacon, and of course, Bacon was the second most powerful person, both in Queen Elizabeth's reign and then yeah. over into King James. And so um isn't there the theory that he's shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) well there's a lot there's a lot to that really uh he had (laughs) i'm sorry gary well he was he was he was a writer Mm -hmm. um and he formed two writing societies one is called the knights of the helmet and I'll tell you the other one in a in a second. And he was creating these writer societies to create a new language to be the language of the world to bring about the new Atlantis that he that you know right, he had new also Atlantis, written, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, where you have you know an end time where you have the old organizational structure we have the sciences working with the polytheist religion because the seven sacred sciences come you know are the basis for the mystical religion so obviously they're going to work together and deny the real God of the universe and so he's developing this language that is going to be the language that is used through all of these writers and plays that is going to be used in the King James Version Bible to be the universal language of the world that was King James and England were going to become you know they sort of the springboard for world government in english would be this new language to be the babel religion of of, of that end wow. time whenever that would come about so yeah. the second society was the spear shaker society hmm. Spearshaker.
1: Spearshaker. and That's yeah what we have and so it goes goes stream.
2: back back to <laughs> athena and apollo in greek mythology who are sponsors of the arts but also who held a uh a spear that they shook
1: interesting Hmm. really
2: and then we have as part of that writing group shakespeare
1: there you go yep there it is baby and and
2: so i don't think that he was actually shakespeare although he could have been but i think shakespeare was his um front right he wrote and shakespeare published them
1: interesting yeah
2: so, yeah,
0: this is all I got, new to I got, me, I got, I got all new to me. On that if people want it. <laughs> so what you're saying I, is, I, yeah. is, this is really hard for me to fit in my brain, that William Shakespeare wasn't actually like a person, it was really he Francis Bacon through it, may have been, he, but through yeah. the Spear Shaker Society, yeah. he wrote these works and penned these works as William Shakespeare, or someone in yeah. the society did. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Wow. Which wow. they kind of telegraphed in Shakespeare in Love
2: as, yeah. you know. Interesting. Yeah,
1: being
0: yeah. So yes, I've got
2: funny. a document, <laughs> a couple of documents on that if you want it, just let me know, get a hold of me, I'll send it to you. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, please. Total, yes. Please email that stuff to us. Yeah, that's so, yeah. That's so, so cool. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're talking about Nimrod originally. Nimrod, <laughs> I'm sorry. Got into this, <laughs> so sorry. We dovetailed
1: off three different times, and every one of them was awesome. Well, and yeah. But,
2: but, think, but also, think about this, though, is is that um, with that unicorn, and it's associated with Mount Hermon in, mm-hmm. in some Old Testament passages. So they very strategically have used it, and also where. Um, the descendants of Ephraim and Manasseh are going to gore the people of the world. And that's also part of an end time prophecy as well. Yeah. Um, but when you look at the, uh, I'm trying to think what my train of thought, oh, the mountain of Mount Hermon has more than one name in the Bible. Really? It is Mount Zion, S-I-O-N. S-I-O-N. Really? And it is yeah but it it, it doesn't go back to the same word as Zion in Jerusalem it goes back to a word uh, you know that's a completely different word but it's another name for Mount Hermon as Deuteronomy 445 speaks to and Sion is the French transliteration of Latin Zion and also the same word that's used in the priory of scion
3: mm-hmm.
2: that everybody likes to dismiss as being the uh, a, a, a organization right. that that never existed except that you get references and i i've got a document for references on priory of Sion and the time of the templars and afterwards and what's interesting is is that they crowned the king of jerusalem um, um Baldwin II and Baldwin III, in a small priory, in the Rock of Zion. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And the King of Jerusalem title is the title that um, was part of the Anjou, de Payon, and de Bouillon sort of families. But they crowned Baldwin, uh, who who was a uh, bloodline of de Bouillon, Uh, same bloodline same family and the three families that I just talked about were from the Lorraine region in in France and so they crowned him the the king of Jerusalem for a reason because not only did they have Merovingian bloodlines but the Merovingians also had Benjamite bloodlines as they said Hmm. they had grafted in Um, and now so no so not only bloodlines of King David but also bloodlines of Jesus and bloodlines of uh, King Saul. So they got them all in there with these Nephilim bloodlines and the Rephaim bloodlines as being scioned in. Another play on words, scion, scion. It's right. part of and the ennobling point. of different bloodlines. So um, they felt that they were the legitimate inheritors of Jerusalem because they had the Benjamite bloodlines because in the time of the conquest, joshua gives jerusalem to the benjamites oh yeah now that king of jerusalem title will follow the uh, many different families that are connected to the anjou bloodline and so you're going to see that king of jerusalem title go down all through history and more recent history i mean it went from the Habsburg lorraine dynasty as it went through there i have document tracing this for people and then in our generation it was held by King um, or one King Juan Carlos of Spain and currently held by Philippe his son as the king of Jerusalem who's the Bourbon family who inherited that through the intermarriage of the habsburg lorraine family and they believe the King of Jerusalem title is that is the title that they're going to be accepting by one individual as their rightful inheritance, as the crowning of their Messiah in the temple of Jerusalem in the end time, that is the Antichrist.
3: Mm, and wow.
2: So mm. there's three different lines of the Anjou family claiming King of Jerusalem title, but that's the most visible one. Um, and uh, I, I've got a couple of series of documents on that. One about the Lorraine, and then one, one as it connects back to the Priory of Sion. Um, on Mount Hermon, that is likely the Pan Temple. Oh, really? Is, yeah.
0: That's the is is that the one at the base of the mountain near Caesarea yes. Philippi that okay. Jesus yep. Yep. was in front of? And he, yeah, you so went there it's for a reason. The gate
2: of Hades, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a cave that's called the Gate of Hades there, where also yeah. what the Pan Temple was. Okay. And Pan is is a goat god like Azazel, right? So <laughs> yeah. at Mount Hermon. And he went there and and announced to those who rule the earth today through the council of gods and the 70 original nations that we talked about earlier, that he was going to build his church through Peter, the rock changed his name. And he was declaring that and basically saying, there is nothing you can do your time's over.
1: Yeah. Wow. You know what's real quick? This is just a total pop culture thing, but you know what's really interesting? You mentioned Peter changing his name, The Rock. You know, when you, and I say this as like a fan from 20 years ago, back when it was, you know, it was like in high school. uh, The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. (laughs) What's his symbol? If you remember from his WWF days, like before WWE, WWF days, when he was like in the late 90s, when he was super popular his symbol was the brahma bull really like i mean you talk about like you know conflating and you know there is this there is this uh, the bulls of bashan yeah well there's this there's this running theme in uh in luciferian ideology of um stealing like you know thieving of of taking um Aspects of the Christian narrative, uh, you know, symbols of Christianity throughout the Bible of the Lord, and subverting them and recodifying them. Yeah, as they do that. Something because you know, I mean, what is it? Uh, Satan cannot create, so he has to, you know, basically counterfeit, make, counterfeit. Yeah. He has to bastardize it in a way, and and so, you know, it's just like what has happened with you know the rainbow. Just like what has mm-hmm. happened with so many things, you know, you have it right there with with a wrestler that I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a real bummer, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't really paid attention to his career in the past ten
2: years, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I was a big fan back in '98. Let me tell you. But no, that's it's just. I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah. that's
2: interesting. Yes. Uh, so I'll finish off on off on Nimrod. So he yeah, he, he yeah. became a gibberim and yes. uh, you know and when you take that back to hebrew it's like um you know breaking of a covenant of some sort of a mm. uh, of a promise and, and, and a vow so he and so i i think that is basically saying that he may have started to act like an ephelim and with that technology and knowledge so maybe somehow he did yeah. Change his physical nature somehow to become uh, a gibberim or a Nephilim like individual. And certainly mm-hmm. from the occult bloodlines, as I write about in the book, is that he, and particularly as Lawrence Gardner talks about, that he married into Aryan and Rephaim bloodlines mm. that started uh-huh. the dyn- uh, dynasties um, that mm-hmm. Gilgamesh would have inherited. Mm-hmm. Because Iraq, Aruk, was part of Nimrod's, I don't think he built the cities. I think he renovated the cities because those were anti cities that I think he renovated. And Iruk, which is Iraq is the same city of Gilgamesh. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
2: oh, man, man. So awesome.
1: crazy. Dude, Gary, uh, this has been so much fun. And I mean, I have, I have so many things like I still want to talk about Lilith. Leviathan and how it ties to the Dragon Court, Dogmen, Anubis, the Lion Men of Moab, like and then topical stuff. We were gonna get into like I was gonna ask you, you know, if you thought like, you know, COVID was some sort of satanic ritual, or you know, I was gonna ask you about Q, like, you know, just I mean, there's so <laughs> much stuff. Yeah. you know, and then and then politics. We were talking about, you know, politics before uh uh before we went live and uh, Gary is um Gary is a, a wealth of information. Yeah. And uh yeah, dude. But this has been and the Great Delusion. I wanted to ask you about the Great Delusion too. Like it just we're gonna have to do it again, man. I'm sorry. You know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're you well, know, I mean, we'll keep asking questions. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. We're well past we the two hour mark. So let you know. me yeah. let me just ask you one more question before we let you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah. what is the most disturbing sign of the times that you've seen over the past
1: decade? Oh
2: yeah, that's yeah, that's COVID. 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 Yeah, because it yeah. is as you get into the fig tree generation, you get the birth pangs, and those are yeah. earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, mm-hmm. and pandemic. And I think these all are contrived because it's the evil forces that are trying to bring about the end time to bring about their day of destiny to war with God and complete yeah. the rebellion that they think that they can win. And this, you know, we've seen like SARS and. Other ones, but this is the first, yeah, real significant hit, and we need to, and we're going to start seeing, I think, more of these birth pangs working together, because if you look at it from a chronological basis, is these are the beginning of sorrows, and the birth pang gets stronger as they go, yeah, right, And, and they also need to work together, and you, and we're starting to see the movement towards that globalization, but it's going to be messy because China and Russia and other places are going to be looking for a bigger role in that group of empires that are going to be there. So you're going yeah. to see probably, I think Russia makes some moves after the Olympics and China makes some moves after the Olympics to start, continue to expand um, their, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that probably happens uh, on, you know, Biden's watch. So. Um, these things or are going to get stronger.
3: Much, you know? <laughs> it's going to, so
2: it's it's going to get it's going to get worse. And part of the uh, control that Babylon has is her sorceries, right? And that and, and that's mm. the Greek word, three words for sorcerer sorceries. It's pharmakia, pharmakos, and pharmakos. Yep uh and that's mm. the root word for pharmaceuticals and in the old meaning it was spells and charms and these are what we're she's going to i think what they're going to do is control the world through health care and vaccines and pharmaceutical medications both legal and illegal and that's how she deceives, you know, and leads the world astray. So I think that's sort of all connected and that these birth pangs are going to get stronger. So we're going to see these get worse. This is nothing. And that so much. So as, as we get closer to the opening of the seals, they're going to become quite strong. And by the first, you know, by the seals opening, you're going to get 25% destruction of everything on the earth, mm-hmm. life, planet, animals, but that's still not full measure. The trumpets yeah. are 33%. Yeah. And then the bowl the would bowls. be 100%, and no life would be saved, no flesh would be saved unless Jesus shortened those days. Yeah. Would happen. Mm. A complete destruction of everything on the earth, which is basically what the angels want, the fallen angels want. Yeah. So mm.
3: um,
2: I think that's what we're starting to see. And that's why it's important to understand where we are and yes. how they're using this. To 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 bring things about and you know in 2017 they said they were going to bring through the implant system through the healthcare system which would be the delivery system Mm -hmm. and that um, people would demand it to have health right because they're going to keep hitting us with created viruses bioweapons yeah and Bioweapons, yes uh, whether or not this was purposely released or by accident it doesn't matter it's a contrived created virus it absolutely and is. just as yeah. the other disasters are going to be and that this will be done in a digital basis connected to mm-hmm. ai so that's mm-hmm. continually medicating you all of the time at the dna and at even lower okay. level through um bots and things like that which so, seems uh, like
1: such a blasphemy DNA it's one of the reasons why so many Christians are
2: anti-vax is because you just yeah. it seems like you're messing with God's code yeah it's the engines of yeah. creation yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not against vaccines I'm, I'm against anything that sends messages at the DNA level that has the yeah. capability to be used for evil because right. what we do know is you give government more power mm-hmm. they will abuse it
1: they will abuse it yep Yep. everyone will sure. abuse it yeah, for sure. Like so, <laughs> whether or not they've
2: used it yet yeah. on these mRNA, or whether or not the technology is quite there yet for them, they will use that, and now that they will have be laid part the of. They have laid the groundwork. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Have. Man. Um, do you? Um, do you? If you had to put your mind into the place, into the space of the fallen, and uh, and their agenda. How do you, this is a question I always come back to in my books and in the writing, in the fiction. How do you think the fallen think they could win, Gary? Is it
2: just hostage
1: they, negotiation with hmm. humanity and creation?
2: I mean, the fallen don't believe they can win. I mean, they've been told by Jesus when he was still in the grave that it's it's done. Yeah. Um, and I don't think even in the beginning they thought they could defeat God. Right. What they wanted was a realm on their own just as lucifer wanted to be like god yeah and he wanted a realm like god and that's what they were trying to win uh to be away from the oversight of god so they know they can't win and they know the fate's been sealed with the resurrection as we talked about they knew about the resurrection they wouldn't have had him crucified so all they're trying to do now is destruction as many as possible and the whole earth and everybody on it yeah so they're they just trying like to, to do. take down
1: as many people as they can with them, basically at this yeah, point. Yeah,
2: misery. Because they up. despise they despise humanity. Yeah. Uh, because they were created to, as we talked about earlier, to be raised higher than angels, and mm-hmm. that if they could, I think they initially thought that if they could destroy humankind by humankind not following God, mm-hmm. that that would justify their rebellion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hmm. and if if nothing else, because that was something I would always tried to figure out. You know, do they think they can really win, or do they just want to take yeah. everybody down with them to prove a point to God, just out of spite? Out of spite, or do they want to, sh- you know, see God? try and change his tune or do they want another dimension another realm where they yeah. can have their independence and it's you know you kind of have to. i don't think they have any hope fear. for that yeah. no, th- th- no, that that's
2: gone and, yeah. and they just de- and they deceive the people who follow them because they tell them yeah. you, ha- you can win and you need to get to a level they're trying to raise humanity to a level of technology and weaponry mm-hmm. to convince humans they could actually take on
1: yeah uh, and, re- and lower christ to something that is attainable for every human with the yeah. whole New Age theosophy movement, or just take him out of the picture altogether with the great delusion, which we kind of suspect might be aliens, and say, like, well, there is no, you know, the the whole mythology of the that Bible was just the aliens. It the, really aliens is the aliens are the real guys. It's, right. You know, this yeah, the whole That's that's
2: certainly part of it. Yeah. But what deceives the 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 elect if that were possible is antichrist as the messiah right yeah yeah. so all of that is part of the great deception it's just it's so many different layers of how they're going to deceive the world and yeah they're going to totally rewrite history and they're going to allegorize what jesus was talking about As, as with the resurrection, as just being an allegory, and he'll they'll say things like and um, things like this um, that will you know strike home with people is that they'll say. Mm Well, you know, the the story of Jonah, you you know, that's a fable, of course, right? Because nobody could be swallowed by a whale. And <laughs> he was in there for three days and three nights. And people, oh, yeah, 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 it's oh, yeah, probably sure. a parable or a fable. It's not. <laughs> and then they'll say, well, what do you think about Je- what Jesus said when he said, the only sign I'm going to give this evil generation when he was here on earth before he was crucified was the sign of Jonah. And that was <laughs> that Jonah was in the whale of the belly three days and three nights.
3: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so if that was the sign he was going to give and that was not a real thing, it was just a fable and an allegory. So is the resurrection because that's the yeah. sign.
1: And then you've undermined the whole thing, just like just like theosophy and Christ consciousness removes yep. the personhood yeah. of of the deity. And yeah, it just turns it into this into this new age ephemeral kind of thing that you can attain if you're just a good enough person.
2: You know, mm-hmm. yeah, if you just absolutely, because and... because as, as what they will also teach is, is that if you have the DNA, the gene of ISIS, if you have the mm-hmm. bloodlines, if you have yeah. that spark of the divine of the counterfeit spirit of the fallen yeah. angels, that's what they're trying to collect yeah. so that all of them can vibrate into godhood in the new age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they need the world religion and they need um World government to bring that about, to bring that harmonious, har-
1: that hegemony,
2: harmonization of, of of that collective spirit to put all who mm-hmm. deserve. That's anyways. That's that's what they're going to be telling people, and that's all part of the same yeah, same story that they're going to. Well, I see people, it now. So. I see it
1: all. The time. There are so many people who I run into who, you know, who believe that because it it takes out the responsibility of obeying the law and it turns it into this new age sort of just i'm okay you're okay you know we i don't need to bend the knee to you know to jesus's will because jesus is just a concept you know Mm. kind of thing Mm, yeah and you know it just it's tough to fight you know and you just I don't know, you know, but it gets stronger. It gets stronger all the time, and there's there's hope in the end. But yeah, it's rough yep. in there sometimes.
0: It <laughs> certainly
2: will be. <laughs>
0: so, um, well, Gary, man, we've loved having you on. Dude, we hope we get another so chance awesome. to talk with you. Yep. Oh, we uh, obviously next year you got another book coming out. Yeah, we uh, about a little bit while you gone. And uh, we would love to tell anyone watching about that book when it's yeah. time, of course. And would love to yep. throw more questions at you and dive deeper into yeah all uh, jonathan's got a growing list of questions <laughs> i know yeah it does uh, like
1: uh, do. i'm sorry Gary. and
2: uh <laughs> yeah we'd love to talk again sometime soon i i i uh, well I hope hopefully i've connected a few dots for people and yeah uh, given a few different things to 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 look at because that's what it's all about is to try, try and get information out there yeah and to have people start digging into things on their own because that's how we're going to get more word out there as to yeah. how to prepare and how to help other people prepare That's i've told awesome.
1: nick he needs to start his own church and like base the whole thing off of you know <laughs> off of genesis <laughs> six and just you know just start by teaching people about the nephilim Let's You just know, just start with the yeah. basics yeah yeah gary, Genesis six, man this is awesome we loved it thank you so much gary wayne author of the genesis six conspiracy uh the genesis6conspiracy.com is that uh the best place for people to find you gary
2: Yes, uh, if you want to uh, get a hold of me and ask for some of the documents or some information or ask me a question on some things we were talking about or something else.
3: Yeah.
2: You can contact me on the website at the genesis6 with the number 6conspiracy.com. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a generous excerpt of all 98 chapters on the website, so Oh wow. <laughs> people can get a good feel for whether or not that's the book for them or not. And I think just going through the uh, table of contents is probably going <laughs> to get your interest. Oh, there's um, so much. In- me. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get a signed copy from there for me, if you yes. want it there from from buy from the author, or you can click over to, yes, to Amazon way. to get the Kindle edition or okay, cool. to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com and, and buy it there. And if you wanted to, Support your local bookstore. It's, uh, the book is distributed by Bookmasters out of Pennsylvania, so they could order the book in for you.
1: We got a great narrator if you ever want the audio book, Gary. That's
2: right. <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots of volunteers, and uh, yeah, nobody gets through it. Nobody. Oh, gets really? It. You know what? And Adam Earl would and, do it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a group that di- that was doing it last year and they be they came under significant spiritual attacks. Um mm. then they said they 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 had it done now it's lost. It's just disappeared uh, on them. It's gone.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised actually. That's something to add to the prayer list
0: actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, uh Adam's uh Adam's uh father was uh, an Anglican, Anglican priest. He's our narrator. Yeah. He's our, he's so a narrator, so. our, but he's a uh, his his father's an Anglican priest and on the exorcism team. Yeah. His and uh, yeah, he's team. he's brushed up against some strange
1: things, but he's he is a stalwart believer. Yeah, he is, man. He is yeah. a, a a true Asgard yeah. in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> we, we love Adam, so yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah. you know, it doesn't surprise me though. It, if you come under spiritual attack, like your team of narrators did, uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And you know, the devil doesn't care about you until you choose a side, until you become yeah. a threat. When you're on the radar, man. Yeah, that's when it happens. So. Mm. Anyways, Gary, thank you. Thank, thank you, Gary. Thank you. Yep. You have a great night, and we'll be
0: in touch soon, and we'll yeah. do it again. Yeah. Terrific. Thanks,
1: All Thanks, right. Talk to you later. Dude, how cool was that? He's the
0: best, man. Man. He's the best. Gosh, that Gary was Gary awesome. Wayne.
1: Yeah. The, the Genesis 6 Conspiracy. Man. And uh, his second book should be out, I think, um, at the beginning of the year,
0: hopefully. Well, I, I'm not sure how soon into
1: the year it will be, but it's,
0: yeah, I mean, it's slated for yeah uh, early next year at some point. So yeah, yeah.
1: man, it's going to be good. I can't wait. Yeah. It, it just, he is, his interviews are awesome. You know, he has a ton of interviews on, uh, he's very generous uh, on YouTube and um, he's been on some podcasts as well. I think he's been on blurry creatures, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 He's been on blurry creatures. Um, yep. And so he's been on a bunch of different stuff, but, um, but his book, is uh, I wish I truly I wish I'd had this book 20 years ago. Yeah, it would have made my life so much easier. (laughs) You know, And uh, but he's right. Like you really can't you know, you can't figure out where you're going with as far as like prophecy Mm -hmm. unless you understand where you've been, which is prehistory. And that's the part that no one wants to talk about. And the Genesis six conspiracy goes there. It talks Mm -hmm. about that stuff. And it it is a sort of an essential tool in mm-hmm. the in the kit you know for uh, for any modern day believer mm-hmm. you know um it's uh, uh nunya business
0: is watching us nice which is a great What's name up? uh she's <laughs> uh cool he day. or she says i missed the entire thing oh, right. uh nunya don't worry we upload this whole thing to rumble yep the goslings on rumble uh we have a podcast on spotify yeah and uh i'll this will be on this whole live stream will be on youtube for Several days. I'm yeah. going to dice it up into smaller segments organized by topic. Oops, excuse me. So I'll be uploading those as well yeah. on the channel too. So you can, you can catch it. Yeah. Catch it all there. Uh, Nina. Okay. Hi. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for, uh, we're so glad you were watching. I hope you enjoyed yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to put all these, we're going to get all these little snippets of Gary Wayne, just diving deep and going down all, all these rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome, man. Gary Wayne is just yeah blows my mind. It yeah. blows my mind. I learned so much. Uh, you know, I have a degree in theology. I've read his book mm-hmm. and you talk to him for five minutes. You're like, yeah, I didn't know that Wait, Yeah. Like, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, go, wait, go, go minute. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He connects the dots big time.
1: Well, he's been doing it for, I mean, the Genesis six conspiracy was a book 30 years in the making, 30 years of research. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, and it shows, yeah, it really yeah. shines through. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I Nina, mean, it is, it, it is a fascinating yeah. series of topics. And the thing about Gary is he, you will give him one thing. And he will chase it to he'll chase that rainbow to the pot of gold. Yeah. Like he'll find, yeah. you know, he'll go all the way with it. And then in the process, he'll also find two or three other things to detail off on. None of which you have ever been taught. Yeah. Like none of which you've ever heard of before. And he can connect you know? them all. And yeah. he connects them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we amazing. didn't even, we didn't even talk about the conspiratorial um, aspects of, uh, of his book in regards to like you know the Masons and I mean we never really like dove deep into mm-hmm. it um, you know the Masons the Priory of Scion, the the Fairy Kingdom and mm-hmm. the Dragon Court and how they you know they sort of compete with one another we've we talked about that stuff a little bit in his yeah. in the first interview we did yeah that was
0: about a month um, and a half two months ago where we did a yeah. first interview
1: with Gary Wayne and we went into some of these topics this interview
0: was uh, was really cool because a lot of this uh, a lot of this interview it was tying into what's going on right now yeah. in our world yeah. and in times and what to look for. That's
1: yeah. I mean, this is, this has been yeah. really fun. It's very prescient material. That's uh, that's the interesting thing about what Gary does and he's on a mission. You know, he really is a man on a mission. Yeah. Uh, Like all righteous men. And just having that message is important and getting that message out there is important. It's almost like, I don't want to. I don't want to go to a church that believes the Sethite theory in the same way that, like, I really kind of. And this is a hard one. Like, I don't, I have a hard time finding a church that uh, that refused to do remote uh, remote sermons. Mm. You know, because like all the churches did remote. sermons. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I will tell you, mine. Even you know, and we're watching remotely, but they gather. They have different campuses. Yeah. But mine does not teach the Sethite view really yeah oh that's awesome yeah he said look yeah. i'm not gonna go too deep down in this but this is this is what the text says y'all <laughs> this is what the text says i'm yeah. like i like this guy i actually yeah. wrote my one-off about my pastor or oh, whatever did he didn't say that this morning he said something else this morning and i was like i'm gonna write my one off about that
1: man i'll tell you when um it's it sent chills down my spine hearing gary's answer to what is the you know the darkest sort of signs. Yeah. Of the what's time. the most
0: disturbing sign you've seen in his, his past
1: answer, right off the without missing a beat COVID. Can't even take a breath. No. And you know what? I it's I'm like, with wow. him because I remember how it felt when the first case of COVID hit where we live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember where I was. I, I mean, just like it September 11th. a school 11th. teacher in Williamson County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I was, I was working a, a gig, a security gig. And I remember they were having trouble um within within 30 minutes to an hour of the news breaking uh they happened to also at the time be on the lookout they were going to other stores trying to find bottled water they, mm. we had an event coming up they had just happened to run out of or not have enough bottled water so it's like oh yeah well we'll just pop down to like whatever kroger or whatever to get mm-hmm. some bottled water and i remember but it was at the same time when news broke and they kept saying we can't find water anywhere wow within an hour. Yeah. And then toilet paper. Yeah. Within an hour, like to- toilet paper and water both had ran out. And we are, we're not like in a metropolitan area, but we are in a, you know, very developed, very stable. You know, yeah. Yeah suburban sort of mm-hmm. you know there i mean you can you know throw a rock and hit three grocery stores yeah yeah for sure know, and a walmart it's <laughs> just <laughs> you know so anyways but yeah yeah i remember just having a sick feeling in yeah like, i remember um, that too you know ominous like, yeah very ominous mm-hmm. yeah that's the mm-hmm. word for it it was extremely ominous so well you want to do one-offs yeah let's do one offs one-offs and yeah. wrap
0: it up let's see all right typewriter one-offs glad you're here nina yeah thank you for watching and uh, this is a part of uh we do this at the end of every live stream we are technically a writer's group we interview authors that's what we do we find authors that have the most interesting topics content or just have a unique something unique about them yeah and uh we finish the writer's group off by of course reading something we wrote a one-page something that had to be written on a typewriter yes every week every week can't call yourself a writer if you don't
1: write yep Yep, you got to bring something to the table. Let's see who goes first. All right, and we settle this with rock, paper, scissor for the Spotify crowds. All right, here we go. All right, one, two, three, shoot. Man. Ah, got him. One off the bat. Man, got him. You know? It's been like three weeks. I've been losing for been, three weeks. Well, I've been making him work for it, you know. <laughs> Not this time, apparently. All right. Just, you know. Now who's the, you know, I thought I could win by playing the rock, but, you know. <laughs> you went with the rock. Yeah. Whoops. I went with the Brahma Bull. <laughs> So, all right, here we go. I see the tired, listless eyes of my brothers. I see the heavy lids under heavy brows and sluggish gaits. I feel the bone-weary breath and sighs that come from souls. I hear the passionless speech guarded by fearful pragmatism. I see our hobbies and passions receding into the background of culture and civilization. The age of men is over. Our ancestors did their job too well. This world is too soft, too safe. Those who scheme and slither in the frameworks of civilization have undermined us and handed the keys over to the fairer sex. The age of Aquarius is upon us, a new age, a feminine divine, a devil's playground. Where have the warriors gone? Picked off one by one in service to a bureaucratic empire of police and lawyers. No one will rush to your aid should you stand against the cuck enforcers sent by feckless simps, cross-dressing devils, and shekel-counting demon spawn. The RK theory is here, and even those once proud noble Ks will turn on their own if one of them stands up to the Luciferian powers that be. There is no job for men anymore. There is no war, no frontier, no enemy except our own dwindling masculinity and our own displacement. Mm. We have no ambition, no gusto, no verve. It has been stolen from us, leeched off of us, and utterly thieved. The age of women is upon us. An Aquarian age. A new age. An age of compassionate values that will extend as long as there are resources to feed it. And in a hundred years, when the age has fallen to strife and chaos and bloodshed, the men will have to rise anew, to breathe fire once again and reshape the world, to build fortresses from skulls and water our crops with our neighbor's blood. Your value as a man is directly proportional to your ability to do violence in civilization. Literally everything else is secondary to this. Do you disagree? Ask yourself: Who is whispering in your ear? Who is disagreeing? And what part of civilization is driven by logos? The age of men is over. Mm. Nice,
0: nice. Oh, thank you, sir. The age of men. Yeah, that needs to be chiseled into a block of marble. <laughs> Into a stone somewhere, in a, 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 a some giant.
1: You know, I had it on a couple monument. of blacks, and I was coming down the hill with it. I got these fifteen. That's awesome. These ten commandments. You know? <laughs> Uh, you know, great. maybe it will maybe I will have it carved yeah. into a into a etch, you know, etched yeah, into a a, a, a pillar, if you will. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, here's mine, here's mine. And and just for anyone watching, Jonathan's been writing for like basically two decades, and I've been writing for like not that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and yet mine's a little rudimentary. Right, okay, whatever. And and yet if you look at the numbers of who sells more copies of their books not on Amazon. No, I don't I, I don't, it's I, I, not me. I write kids buddy, books. So. I write kids books. Right. Well, you know, hello, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. What you know, baby? Can yeah, that's know. exactly right. When you have
0: a fourth grade vocabulary. <laughs> it you know.
1: Yeah. Well, at least you don't have the pretense of, you know, writing for adults. So you know. I
0: use the words stupid and dude. <laughs> in my
1: book so it's you know funny i was actually editing the sixth angel novel uh, a couple days ago it's one of like the rare opportunities i've had to do any editing by the way adam if you watch this later on it's my dog by the way i have added <laughs> the reason why adam hasn't received my book yet for editing is uh he not only is adam burl our narrator but he's also my editor i think he may have done an editing job for you i can't remember. He, he edits a little bit yeah. he's very good at his editing uh, as well as his narration but i've been speeding through my book to try and get it to him so he can narrate it mm-hmm. And uh, I was supposed to have it done by Halloween, like the first draft, so I could go through and, you know, have it done for him by Thanksgiving. And I am two-thirds of the way through, but Adam, if you're watching this later, I know he's asleep right now, um, (laughs) I have added 60 pages. Like, I've added, like, probably eight chapters, so, like, it's okay. Like, I haven't forgotten, you know, we're behind, but there's good reason for it. So you uh, know Watchers Talk asks, What are your books called? Oh yeah. Um it's called the Heavenly Realms series. This um, one right there. The Heavenly Realms, the hardcover. Yeah. Imperium Falling. Yeah, let me take my
0: head Yeah, first. yeah, go ahead.
1: So we'll just get all things here. Uh let's see. So um Watchers, um, this is uh, one of my books, uh, this is called Empyrean Falling, and um, it's uh, it's the first in a seven novel series on the wars with the angels, um, the fall of Lucifer in um, the wars with uh, with his two brothers, Michael and Gabriel. It's a it's, five book series, right? It's a seven book, series, seven book series and five of them have been published so far. I wrote them all for about 20 years and um, they're just they're fiction. They're Christian epic fantasy War fiction, but that's kind of a mouthful. So we just call it like epic fantasy, yeah. you know, or Christian fantasy. But uh, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings mixed with, uh, I think you described it as Three Hundred meets the Book of Revelation. Yeah, sort of. well,
0: I, I described it as Gettysburg meets the the Book of <laughs> yeah, Revelation. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome. So if yeah. you're like a fan of you know, if you Paradise like military Lost, fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: you like Gates of Fire, if you like Three Hundred or Gettysburg, you know, or, or Rome, Total War, or any of that stuff, then you know, and it's not like it's biblically accurate, but also it doesn't uh, it it explores the spaces that the Bible doesn't talk about, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I had without to, violating them without violating. Right. So I had to come up with a lot of creative license. Anyways, uh, it's in a bunch of different forms on Amazon. Yeah. And you can find it. And then Nick's series is called the Timepiece yeah. or the Travelers League. Travelers League. And the Timepiece is the first book, and it's uh, middle grade fiction like Harry Potter. Yeah eight, yeah, eight yeah. to 12. Yeah, 12. And it's yep. really fun. Watchers, if if you have kids or if you're just into like that kind of age group, you know, fun reading. This is like Harry Potter meets the Boy Scouts. Yeah, kind of. It's kinda. really cool. Yeah. yeah so this yeah. is this is really fun. This isn't supernatural, although Nick did write a really cool book, Watchers, that you would probably enjoy called uh, Henry Half Moon yeah and um and,
0: and that's got sim yaza in it
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: henry half moon has uh the fallen it's got some uh, cold angels stuff in yeah it's so got got a lot of cold stuff in it yeah we'd be interested to yeah. see
1: what you have to say about all yeah. that stuff watchers yeah. it'd be fun yeah uh, watchers uh interviewed gary wayne once by the way or oh at least really once so, oh yeah. wow yeah awesome so, watchers
0: very cool very Anyways. cool
1: okay small detour we appreciate that uh, yeah by the i'm way. glad
0: you decided yeah. to. i watch this, this is yeah, really cool thanks in. for thanks for joining in big time um, <laughs> Nick's
1: gonna do his one-off now because he we all have to pee again and <laughs> <laughs> okay we, we took
0: turns earlier <laughs> yeah we did uh yeah. poor Gary couldn't take turns with anyone I know. he, he sat no there one. for like two plus hours <laughs> he was ready to pop dude
1: yeah poor guy I know what a trooper and
0: we just got one more question he's like
1: <laughs> okay okay <laughs>
0: he's like I got no one to sub for no. uh, all right uh here's mine briefly <clears throat> Let me warm up my radio voice. Sounds awful. (laughs) I'm proud of my pastor. His name is Phil. And today, I heard Phil say something that gave me a little bit of hope. I will tell you what he said, but first I'd like to acknowledge that I normally bemoan some of the things I hear coming from Christian pastors in our country. It's no secret that I am rather big-mouthed about my disgust was with, with feckless clergy who fail to admonish political miscreants and are too scared of cancel culture to spur their laity to take action yeah. on behalf of their country or communities. Until this morning, I was convinced my suspicions were valid, that the church has abandoned America. <laughs> then along comes Pastor Phil. <laughs> And he delivers the clearest and best laid out case I've ever heard about why American Christians should be politically active.
3: Really? (laughs) Yeah. Granted,
0: Granted, he said some things I disagreed with. And some of his examples were poorly chosen. But his call for us to take action beyond just praying for our elected leaders was as bold and striking as a fully decorated Christmas tree blazing in the middle of a Siberian forest. (laughs) Until this morning, I've never heard a pastor look his congregation in the eye and tell them that they need to be running for offices at at all levels of government and that it is our Christian duty to hold our politicians accountable publicly. Granted, he didn't tell us how to hold them accountable. He just said that we must do it. I think I understand why. It would be a poor judgment and timing for a pastor to call his church members to protest or counter-protest right before the horde of ungodly anarchists began burning cities down in response to the Rittenhouse verdict we can Hmm. expect coming this week. Yeah. If someone were to get injured, it would be easy to shut down a church or a pastor who encouraged involvement against the protesters. I understand. I think we all do. And I don't expect a pastor to give us all the answers all at once. But it was nice to see a bold man, a real man, take a stand for his country, my country, and pin the responsibility, the duty to protect religious liberty on the Christian I will leave you with what he said, a rhetorical question that I hope you carry with you all week as you watch closely the events unfold in response to the pandemic and the socialist takeover of our country. He asked, if Christians won't stand up to protect religious liberty, who will?
1: Yeah, man. Pastor yeah. Phil. Pastor Phil. Yeah, man. Pastor Phil, I was like... Baby. Yeah, this
0: was great. Like, we watched the first half of it, and I was like, ah, it's another one of these sermons. Yeah, you know, I hear this. We've heard from all the pastors, they're gonna say, you know, we're just like the early church, we just need to not be political and not take sides. And he started that, and then he flipped the whole thing on his head and and basically said, the early America is an anomaly in history, and the church in America has an opportunity. We yes we are like the early church, but we also have because of this opportunity where we get to choose our leaders. Yeah, that means something. Uh, that yeah. requires something of us. Yeah. If we let require. this opportunity collapse. Yeah. You know we've we we've not done our role. As well,
1: Christians. and you know the sad thing is, and he's absolutely right. You know we have a responsibility. Um, the real trouble that we're kind of in now is if you pay attention to what happened last year, we have had that ability taken from us. Mm -hmm. And so the responsibility has shifted to a very murky place of like, you now exist in a place where you really sometimes are allowed to pick your leaders and, Sometimes you're not, even mm-hmm. though you're ostensibly always allowed to pick your mm-hmm, leaders. Mm-hmm. But if uh, the numbers don't add up the right way, then mm-hmm. just,
0: yeah, you know. Well, I'll tell you, that, you know, the interesting thing about, uh, and I didn't even know this. I didn't know this. I've been, I've been uh, a, a part of this church. We've been watching online, meeting with a family in a home, watching the sermons, and we're connected to the church. We've uh, been doing that for over a year, and I didn't know this till this morning, last year his, he and his church sued their County because they weren't allowed to congregate. Yeah. And then people were allowed to go to restaurants and bars. Right. But they still couldn't congregate in church. Yeah, So he sued the County and won. <laughs>
3: Dude,
1: I'm so proud. I'm so for that. That's you know, so, it's awesome. so cool. And all these pastors <laughs> came out of, him.
0: all these pastors came out of the woodwork and uh-huh. said, thank you. We can meet again. And, uh mosques synagogues yeah. Yeah. like 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 rabbis and 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 imams contacted him and said thank okay. you we haven't been able to meet until this until this case went through
1: you know what what i would say if i were in his shoes would be like where were you guys like yeah. why why was why did it have to be me
0: yeah you know i don't know i mean it's a pretty big it's probably one of the bigger churches in the area oh is that okay. and you know when he first did it like Everyone thought it was like their church was just trying to get money and yada yada yada. They didn't get a dime. Just they, yeah. just enough to cover their court costs. That's it. Yeah. You know, but um,
1: well, because it's not about it's not well, about th- the money. It's about sending a message. <laughs> yeah. <You know>, right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but it right. really is. It's yeah. about the principle. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's not about uh, the church. One of the biggest temptations, the root of or the love of money, is the root of all evil, and mm-hmm. churches are no exception to that. And so anytime a church does something where it loses money or it doesn't make any money mm-hmm. is you like, there's God's probably there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a, and I think that decision, I think, I think one reason why others may not have done it because they didn't have the resources to do it. That's fair. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Um, yeah. and, and they wanted to do it or maybe they didn't know what to do. They didn't, maybe they didn't think they could do it possibly, you know, yeah.
3: but
1: yeah. all
0: that said, he did it.
1: Yeah. Good. And for him, I had man. no
0: idea. And I was like, Oh yeah, this guy's my pastor. <laughs> I like pastor this, this guy, yeah, and he used cool, to be huh? a he used to be a SWAT team cop. Oh okay, interesting. He did that for a long time, and now yeah. he's like now he does this. Now he's a full time pastor.
1: I would love to hear what he has to say about uh, about enforcement of uh, of all the the jab measures and everything.
0: Yeah, he's he. W- I would too. Yeah, you won't hear anything like that from the from the platform.
1: No, probably not. maybe from the podcast though.
0: I don't know, maybe. Yeah maybe we can get to... him and get him to change his name yeah or just have him on put on podcast. like a mask or something yeah yeah
1: in a bout of irony yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it anyways uh watchers uh watchers talk said uh that was great in reference oh thank tomorrow. you yeah, he really enjoyed it
0: dude yeah thank you so, i appreciate hey,
1: it yeah watchers uh watchers talk was kind of interested in uh maybe us having a chat at some point oh yeah, man that'd be great discussion yeah. yeah that'd be awesome so love
0: it yeah. love that Man, we had a lot of really great people. Um, yeah, you know, watching and yeah, we got and, Nina,
1: we got Adam. Yeah, you know, yeah, we got watchers. Yeah, yeah it was, it was fun.
0: Really yeah. great, really great. It's awesome. So we hope you guys enjoyed Gary Wayne number. Uh, yeah, part Gary two, Wayne, part two. Yeah, and then uh, next week we're gonna
1: have Hunting Buddy with us. He's gonna oh, yeah. be hopefully he'll be here in the in the studio with us. Yeah, I think so. The only thing that might subvert that is I actually might get Hunting Buddy and Ginger Patriot linked up that day to go hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the on the property. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. Maybe I don't know. I gotta okay. check a voicemail that he left for me. Okay. Okay. Right as we started this, it'd
0: and, be good uh, to have Ginger Patriot back too.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was a lot of fun. We
0: we had a good time. Yeah, well. yeah. So all right well let me know and then we got we got all kinds of stuff lined up we got yeah more guests lining up for the rest of the year and we're, we're gonna have uh,
1: john anderson hopefully on uh yes. for the weekend after thanksgiving price of salvation yeah the price of salvation um amazing book we uh we finally had to um we finally got our signed copies in and uh, i'm gonna be reading that next yep. uh now that i have a little bit of time and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have him on in a couple weeks again. So, uh, and John Anderson is awesome. He's uh, he's one of those great Christian authors. Young Christian guy, guy, you yeah. know, uh, fascinating to talk to. Um, so, yeah, man, yeah. We, we don't really have a lot planned for. We got a couple things tentatively planned for November without any sort of hard dates, but uh, or December, December, yeah, me, yeah, for December. Um, but, uh, but it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a
0: brother come on talk about the law. I was oh, talking about him yeah. the other day. Really talk to him. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be fun. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Bingy. Criminal law and some of the things that are going on and his understanding of it as oh, he Lawyer buckles Beach. down on the taking the bar. Yeah. <laughs> good for him yeah it's gonna be good points for tenacity so. yes
1: all right well we both have to pee and uh we have to get nachos before they close oh yeah we <laughs> so. gotta get over there
0: We gotta go <laughs> so harass some waitresses that's right
1: yeah yeah or just get a euro. i don't know yeah whatever. we could do that too yeah,
0: who cares? Who cares? <laughs> all right guys it's good to talk uh, good to see everybody we'll yeah, see you next you. week same time 4 30 central standard time on yeah. the goslings youtube channel yep and uh i think that's it right yep i'm jonathan
1: i'm nick we're the goslings we will see you later we'll see you later guys have a good one
0: Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash thegoslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness.